Welcome back, everybody. This is Brian Lennon. We got the rest of the guys here for the Blue Zone podcast. Um, to my left, we have... This is TC. Directly in front of me, our in-studio producer, whose name I cut out of um, the show opening, we have... Luke Winters. And directly to my right, the uh, highlight of my life, we have... Uh, Sarah Lennon. Sarah Lennon. Oh, wait. I was thinking Sarah Young. Sarah oh, yeah. Young, the porn star, she's is the not highlight here. of my life. I, Speaking I mean, of, I looked her up. <laughs> she's not very attractive. I told you she wasn't. Yeah, I forget not, exactly not what it is. Sarah Young, but the the porn star, right? What is? Doesn't she have like a weird nose, like a uh, big nose or something? Maybe she has other big parts. She has other big parts, but she's really British. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we want to welcome everyone back. This is episode three of the podcast. While you movie fans and you World War II enthusiasts, we want to welcome you all to the podcast. Now, why would I invite? <laughs> why would I welcome back the World War II enthusiasts today to our podcast? Hmm. World War II enthusiasts. World War II enthusiasts. I would Hi. think maybe because of the, but this isn't a television podcast, so it no. can't be because of the Pacific. Oh, it can the, be because t- that's not TV. That's not. HBO. Oh, that's true. Because I know a lot of them are probably uh, killing time as they wait for the premiere by listening to our podcast. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Oh, of course. Yep. And speaking of premieres, <laughs> everyone here, we all had a premiere last weekend of our new film, which you can catch on our fan site on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I <almost> forgot <laughs> what that site was called. Facebook. Facebook. We had a pretty big premiere for, for a Blue Zone film. What what'd you think? Well, I mean, with a crowd of uh, almost 30, would you say? Maybe even yeah, more yeah, than 30. Yeah, almost 30. Um, I think it was a huge response. Uh, I mean, I didn't dress up as well as I would have liked to, but at the same time, um, there was claps all around, and uh, and uh, some people, you know, lightly punched me on the arm and, you know, That's gave me a thumbs good. up. It's always good. Some people might have done that, but due to my level of intoxication... I don't really remember getting any <laughs> accolades that night, but I do remember people seeming to like the film, so I was happy about that. I thought it got a good response and good reaction while it was going on. That was, I think, very rewarding, I would think, for you guys. I wasn't a part of it. But Laughter. <laughs> I thought it was, it was actually really laughs. To, to watch people laughing um, and reacting to the movie as you would hope that they would. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, I, like I don't that. understand the laughter. I mean, it was a serious film, so I don't understand why there That's was laughter point. going on. But I'm not sure that was a that was a drama. Uh, it was it was cool <laughs> to have a try to it was cool to piggyback the event onto St. Patrick's Day and kind of make it seem like a, you know a real uh, film film event. That was the first time we'd done anything like that. It you, did help that everyone was drinking before they watched the movie. Don't oh you yeah, think? we we premiered it at that time intentionally. Well, yeah, it was, was a big event because you know people didn't have to sit down and watch it. They could have kept doing whatever, but everyone came up. Gathered around the TV and and watch it, so that was pretty pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah, it was all thanks to your power editing the night thanks, before. Uh, well, I I only wish that the cast member who was not present, Anatoly Podolsky, because for some reason he thought that uh, I didn't ever want to work with him again. 
I wish he was there to see the the joy on people's faces. Yep, he would have liked it. You didn't say that that night, but I'm sure you don't remember. Well, <laughs> that night I probably was dissing him because I don't like Russians when I'm drunk. <laughs> or Canadians. Or Canadians, yeah. I probably said a lot of disparaging things about Canada. Yeah. And, of course, with it being St. Patrick's Day, you were also anti-British. Of course. <laughs> yep. What am I not, though? Too much hate. <laughs> Too much hate. Yeah. So that was good. If you haven't seen the film yet, it's out on Facebook on the fan page. Uh, click on videos, and then it's um, it's called The Battlefield of Eternal Conflict. And it has a very blurry picture of TC uh, kicking Anatoly Podolsky, I think. It shows like a weird image yeah, to represent really, the yeah. movie. It's kind of blurry. I still yeah. think you should put it on YouTube as well. Get it out to the masses. I'll do that. I, I, you told me that last week, and I meant to do it, and I forgot. <clears throat> Speaking of last week... Last week, um, I asked Luke to do us all a favor. Recently, we've been enjoying an old 90s um, B-movie actor's resurgence on the TV show Lost. And I asked Luke to just mm. uh, throw together some some uh, facts and pertinent information about an old friend of mine. Not not a real-life friend, but a guy whose career I used to study uh, with interest. Jeff Fahey is now playing the airline captain on Lost. and uh, Frank Lapidus. And in case some of our listeners... Um, aren't really aware of this guy's uh, history. I just thought we we should ed- educate the Blue Zone fans because this guy is one of the actors that really has influenced us as a as a. So this was this team. is a spoiler for me for Lost slightly. That's correct. We pretty mm. much just told you his name. There's not really he plays Frank Lapidus. That's as much as you. But have an airline. That, I envy you. You have you have that to look forward to the premiere of Jeff Fahey <laughs> on Lost. Yeah, it'll change your life really. I'll be looking forward to it. And so Luke's going to tell us a little bit about Jeff Fahey and why he matters. You might remember Jeff Fahey. Some of his earliest films were Psycho 3 in 1986. Oh, uh, I, yeah, saw, my friend I actually was saw a big that. Fan of that. Yeah, I've seen that. Was it good? Because I actually haven't seen it. Well, if you listen to my friend Beale at the time, it was just as good as, like, the Hitchcock Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I have no reason to doubt him. I, think, I guess it's fantastic. By that point, they they had just gotten better and better, so... Yep, and uh, we have a bunch of films in between that and what seems to be my first foray into uh, foray, I should say, into Jeff Fahey, Lawnmower Man, uh, which I remember Bond. being yeah with James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. I remember being a huge fan of that growing up, but I don't really remember why. So I don't know. That's one of those movies based on a Stephen King story that has nothing to do with the Stephen King story. Oh, really? It was actually based on a Stephen King story. Yeah, a short story. Wait, my, my, I thought Michael Crichton. No, Stephen ah. King. Okay. And then he seemed to be in a movie called Wyatt Earp with uh, probably the most overrated man ever to enter cinema, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner? Yep, absolutely. And then Dark Man 3. Well, not then. He does a bunch of films in between, but I'm not going to bother. I'm only mentioning the hits. Dark Man how 3. Can you, how can you claim how can <laughs> that you claim way of doing mentioning the hits and skip probably his greatest piece of work? What did I skip? Body parts. Well, actually, yeah, I did notice that after, uh, but I moved on because I already mentioned Lawnmower Man, and that happens after body parts, and I didn't want to go back. That's his that's movie. Like, you know right. how when people think about Humphrey Bogart, they think, here's looking at you, kid. And. Actors have catchphrases. Right. That is the movie that established the Jeff Fahey catchphrase, the phrase that everyone thinks of when they think Jeff Fahey. I want this arm off. Because he had a killer's arm transplanted onto his body after a car accident. Wait, wait. You know what? I'm finding out by this list as it's going on that 
I'm a definite closet Jeff Fahey fan because I've seen every one of these movies. <laughs> Come out but of the closet, baby. Them. Come out of the closet. They, but they, they were all movies that like I stick in my back of my mind as these movies that had like really good plot elements, and I just I don't remember anything about them except liking the plot of every one of those. That Fahey only signs on to pro, uh, worthwhile projects like that. Uh, he, apparently, yeah. He sees the script and he Speaking knows. Speaking of worthwhile projects, we move all the way to 2005 all right. from the early 90s because I skipped a bunch. Locusts, the eighth plague. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Followed by Manticore <laughs> in the Hunt for Eagle One crash point. So that was 2005 and 2006. He was uh, clearly at the top of his game, right. acting-wise. <laughs> but give him some time, because he definitely made a comeback in Grindhouse, specifically uh, Planet Terror, which was go. directed by Robert Rodriguez. And he was he's also going to be in the movie Machete, which they're making based on one of those fake commercials that was in Grindhouse. So say what we want about Jeff Fahey. The man gets some work, and he does it well. But that's uh, that's all I have to say about Jeff Fahey. All right, well, thanks very much he for that. He does have dazzling blue eyes. Oh, oh you're right about that. Definitely. Um, Luke, I appreciate the time you uh, put into that, and I think our viewers or our listeners enjoyed hearing a little bit about Jeff Fahey. I know TC had a I major impact I enjoyed watching him. him talk about oh. it. I'm a viewer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> all right, um... Another thing we've been following closely, so you don't have to, is I've been I've sort of taken it as a personal uh, mission of my own to track the the pre-production work on the new American Pie movie. <laughs> so, Thank oh you. God. You are doing such a service by that. So not much has happened in the last two weeks um, since we talked about it last Darn. time. Darn. I did see one one major bit of news. Um, the director. Of American American Pie, unbeknownst to me, is also the director of uh, New Moon, Twilight movie. Oh shoot! Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he's been doing some press um, for Twilight because of the DVD dropping, and in an interview with MovieWeb.com, he mentioned that the American Re- Pie Four, called American Reunion, mm-hmm. uh, the movie may feature some 3D. Some 3D sperm. Oh. Oh. That makes it more Because of the fact that uh, due to Avatar's popularity, all of Hollywood is going 3D. They want to jump on on board with that, and they're going to do some 3D sperm for the movie. You know, Mm. and sadly, it'll probably make it more successful because 3D seems to be what's driving people to theaters these days because Alice in Wonderland, which looked... Terrible made a lot of money, and I'm thinking primarily because it was in 3D. People just want to see that. Crap. You guys are probably thinking, you know, you'd see the swimming sperm, and that's going to be 3D. That's probably not what it's going to be. It's going to be right uh, in your oh, face. Oh, 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 I see. What you're at the camera. They would do that. They. I'm. I'm going to guarantee it. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give this my TC guarantee. All right. Wow. That at some That's point, not something you you offer lightly. At some point, <laughs> you will get a blurry substance flying <laughs> at your face during the course of the movie. Oh man! <laughs> but you mean from the movie and not <laughs> not what's happening. Depending on who you're watching it with, yeah. could be both. 
Well, I appreciate you keeping us up to date on this American Pie news. Because <laughs> it's my pleasure, buddy. I don't think anyone's going to be paying attention on their own. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to nip that in the bud. I'm, I'm going to keep up to date on this and make sure that you, the listener of the Blue Zone podcast, don't miss a single beat with this important film. Thank you very much. Which one? <laughs> American Reunion. Oh, yeah. All right. I have some uh, other movie tidbits. I thought maybe we could roundtable on. Okay. I also sort of wanted to talk about Boondock Saints 2, which I just watched on DVD. Oh, yeah. But we'll do uh, we'll do this first. Go ahead, TC. Well, we'll get to that. All right. I don't want to say too much about it because I know you guys haven't had a chance to watch it yet. All right. Um, one thing I wanted to tell you about is a director of mine that I like, even though I realize his, his talents are kind of questionable. Um, and I've never been sure how to say his name. I've heard it different ways. Russell Micaiah. Um, who directed Highlander and the Ooh. movie The Shadow. He's been making um, some press appearances and uh, defending a project that he's now involved with, the remake of Teen Wolf. Oh, man. Seems that he's making it for MTV's film production company. Seems that some people are upset that, s- any, that somebody in Hollywood would have the nerve to defile the quality project that is Teen Wolf and do a remake of it. You know, that sounded sarcastic, Brian. <laughs> Oh, that was sarcastic. <laughs> Teen Wolf is one of my favorite movies growing up with Michael J. Fox turning into a werewolf that plays basketball. Come on, how can you not love it? Written by Jeff Loebs, who has now become a rather hated comic book writer these days. Oh, why is he hated? Because his comic books are terrible. I mean, what's he write specifically? He writes um, The Ultimates. Uh, Ultimates 3, he wrote, he write, he wrote Spider-Man. Uh, wait, that's not true. Um... He writes a lot of series that people bitch about online, <laughs> and right now I can't think about them because I don't read them. And it's not a comic podcast, so it doesn't matter. So he says they're not going to screw around very much with the beloved classic. Our movie is going to be inspired by it, and um, we're going to take the new MTV Teen Wolf out on a totally different slant. Okay. Um, is it going to be a girl? Uh, he doesn't say. He said it's. Is it? He said. He says it's different. obviously pumped up with not only a good scary story, but it's pumped up with great music. Ooh. Oh, excellent. And it's going to be focusing less on comedy okay, and more on scariness. Well, I mean, as long all I was uh, that's all I was concerned about with the old Team Wolf was the music selection. I mean, back in the 80s, you didn't really have too much for me to grab onto as a kid. But now, with the music that's around today, I think I could really connect with a new Team Wolf. <laughs> Can you name any songs from the original Team Wolf <clears throat> movie? Um, I'm going to guess... <laughs> I have to believe I'm that. I'm going to guess that there was some electronic pop music yep. in it. Yep, there was. And I remember loving every song I heard in that film, especially during the final basketball scene. Oh, that was amazing. And then, you know, the slow motion dancing at the prom. So good. You know what? So I'm memorable. not going to see this because I'm not going to let it ruin my memory of Teen Wolf. But I will probably see the new Karate Kid because I don't care about that one so much. Wait, the... They're redoing? Well, they're redoing The Karate Kid, too. You didn't know about that with Will Smith's Why don't they just keep it going? I mean, it's still alive. Jackie Chan as uh, Mr. Miyagi. I was hoping that the the girl would come back and reprise her role. Oh, yeah. yeah. Karate Karate Kid 7 or or something. Oh, yeah, that is who it was, wasn't it? I don't think she could do that anymore. I don't think she would would want to do that anymore. She's kind (laughs) of famous now. I always always forget about that movie. How could you? I don't know how. And I remember one day, 
when I um, I worked at the Hampton Movie Theater and my friend Beale's family had company and they were like, could you get us in to see Batman, the, the Jack Nicholson Batman movie was in. And I was like, oh yeah, just come over. You can get in and see it. So they come over to watch this movie and it's it's sold out and I couldn't get him into it. So it's like Beale's parents and like an aunt and uncle and Beale and I'm like, you can't go see Batman, it's, but you can go see anything else that you want. So that the whole family was forced to go see Karate Kid 3. And he still talks to you, huh? Yep, yep. The only the only thing I remember about that movie was that they climbed down a cliff to save a bonsai tree. I, I remember that as well, and I remember something about like an injured dove or some sort of bird mm. on the roof that they I had to that. that to Take make the villains more ominous. Wings. They killed they killed the bird or something. Oh yeah, I think I do vaguely remember that because that showed how evil how evil they were. Yeah, and this isn't the one with Hilary Swank. No, this no. is the last one with the real Three. Karate Kid. Yeah, with Daniel Sum. Yep. I'm going to call for a vote. Raise your hand if you want to vote. That's going to make a really excellent radio. <laughs> raise your hand there. if you vote yay to this project. Don't raise your hand if you vote nay. What if I what if I were offering you a sequel to Paranormal Activity written by the same man that wrote Batman and Robin? Yay or nay? <laughs> what? Oh, no man. one is raising their hand. <laughs> Oh, Luke, there we go. Luke voted yay. You gotta vote a yay. Well, then you're in luck because shooting begins October 22nd oh, on the sequel to Paranormal Activity. Sweet. Scripted by Mr. Gold- Goldsman, one of the worst writers in Hollywood. What's his name? It's, it's uh, Akiva Goldsman. Akiva Goldsman. He's written movies that don't stink, but... He's. I think he's more famous. He's more infamous for Batman and Robin than he is famous for anything else. Do you have an example of one that he wrote that wasn't terrible? Um, Batman and Robin, for example. I could have looked that up. <laughs> I didn't though, <laughs> because once I see that on your resume, I don't have to look any further. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Fair enough. It yeah. wasn't like that was his first movie ever, and you can forgive him for being an, like uh, amateur youth or right. something. But for all you know, he could have written a top-quality Batman movie, and then the studio comes in and says, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this. What? Arnold Schwarzenegger's a villain? Well, we're going to do something at the end that makes him somewhat redeemable. Well, so maybe the studio had their tinkering hands in it. They could have, but like, I don't Schumacher think so. Schumacher wouldn't have done that, would he? Uh, who knows what Schumacher <laughs> would do, is capable of doing. Man, I don't know what's up with his. Joe Schumacher, I've hated it. Both his Batman movies, but I don't always hate his movies. Like, his non-Batman movies aren't always terrible. Now you're going to say, what were some of his movies that weren't Batman <laughs> movies? <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm thinking... Oh, I know. He did He did eight, uh, eight millimeter. Is that What's it called? The one with... The one with Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. about snuff porn? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yep. Joaquin they Phoenix? Yeah, the one where... Was he... Joaquin Phoenix was in Oh, yeah, he was in that, yeah. The line I that James I like Daniel to quote Phoenix from that. Was. Oh, yeah. Machine... I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> okay, so far you're completely not selling me on this. He's done stuff. He directed that, that movie where uh, the guy was in the phone booth. Phone booth? Yep. <laughs> okay, also terrible. Lost Boys. What? Phone booth was terrible? Lost no, Phone Boys. booth was not terrible. Like from the phone 80s, Lost terrible. Boys? Yeah, Phone booth was I've not terrible. I've never seen Lost wow. Boys, but I hear it is a classic. It is. Uh, R.I.P. Corey Haim, by the way. All right, here are some oh, of the yeah. movies that Advocate Goldsman has written. The Client. A Time to Kill. With, oh, Ooh. that one is one I find to be a guilty pleasure. I watched it just last Sunday, actually. A Beautiful Mind. 
Oh. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that film. Cinderella Man. Didn't see it. And then a bunch of crappy movies like Angels and Demons, I Am Legend, The Da Vinci Code, I, Robot, Lost Never in Space, Batman and Robin. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Okay, he's got quite a resume. And while not all of them are the greatest films, the good have to outweigh the bad comparing like and if what do you mean by holding... good do you mean successful at the box office well, like, or ad- adequately watchable unlike, right. unlike batman and robin you know and I, I hated the da vinci code and angels and demons but that's more because i hate the author right but um like beautiful mind i mean that won an oscar for best picture so yep. you know that's all right well i predict he'll get another oscar coming to his way with paranormal activity two. <laughs> two. Oh, certainly don't you think? I'm ready. I don't, don't think, give us your TCU. I don't think it needs a sequel, so it's kind of irritating <laughs> just that they're making a sequel because that that was the type of film that didn't need a sequel. Yeah, it'll be like the Blair Witch sequel. Yeah. No one will care by the time Which that it's I, made. I actually went to see the Blair Witch <laughs> sequel, and I actually enjoyed it in the theater. Oh, yeah? But, yeah. All right. Uh, another tidbit. Evidently, I'm not sure if it's 100% verified and true, but Hollywood Reporter is is reporting that – the dude who played the human target in the god-awful Fantastic Four movie has been signed to – has been offered the job of Captain America. Chris and that Evans. They're, they're yeah. just waiting for him to, to accept it. I heard that too, but I don't think it's been substantiated yet. They're, the Captain America who's playing Captain America is one of the biggest topics of movie news as of late. Yeah. And a bunch of very uh, tough-looking young guys. That except for that guy. guy doesn't look tough. Except for him. Seem to be in the running, and even for a while, there there was a couple of days where they were talking about Jim from The Office. Yeah, that no would have way. been a really terrible oh, choice. Oh no, he can't I just, do that. I, I just hope that they put um, uh, the guy from uh, from Avatar and Terminator Three and everything into that position again. I mean, he deserves some more high pro high profile films. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever gets this job is like apparently does because you don't even know his name. <laughs> I, I I have it written down and I've lost it again. I keep forgetting his name. I can't remember it either right now. So whoever gets this job is being signed for three Captain America movies, a no role in the what? Avengers movie, and then brief appearances in like other Marvel movies, like they do with the Hulk and Iron Man and stuff. Wow. Yep. We'll see how that. Sam sticks. Worthington. That's right. Oh, there Sam you go. Ding 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 ding. So hopefully Sam Worthington is Captain America, and it just negates this conversation. Well, <laughs> he's probably got to be in all the Avatar sequels that they're probably going to make. Now they're making a book. Didn't we talk about oh, that? Oh, yes, we, we did. That? Weren't yeah. you there? Yeah. I was there, but they're also <laughs> planning on movies. All right. <laughs> all right, and my final little tidbit is um, I'm sure that you you guys are a big fan of this. Dr. Horrible sing-along. Oh, yeah. Thing loved Bobby. it. Loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris – Recently told MTV News that apparently they're making a sequel, a feature film. Um, but he didn't know what the scale was going to be, if it's going to be low budget, no budget, or big budget. But he said it was so popular online. I guess the first one was an internet it's, film. It was, based, it was all on the web. Now they have it on like DVD, and you can actually instant view it on Netflix and stuff. So yeah, it, it took off. Up. Yeah. So Neil Patrick Harris, man, he, he's like, he shows up everywhere. He's he's get he's getting bigger and bigger these days. And I never used to pay much attention, but once you got me into How I Met Your Mother, now I've, he yeah. was on the Academy Awards, and he's doing this movie. He's doing that Smurfs movie we were talking about. Yeah. Yep. I saw they just signed Hank Azaria yes. to be involved with that Smurfs movie. Oh, as a voice. 
They said he's going to play the voice of Gargamel, which I think you and I were talking about this yesterday. Or maybe it was it was Luke and me. I it forget. It wasn't me. Um, but it, they were saying it was going to be a live-action Smurfs movie, but then they said they signed him to be the voice of Gargamel. Yeah. So I didn't really understand that. Kinda ma- that kind of makes sense. Really? Well, they dub his voice like they used to in old movies for people whose voices they didn't like. Yeah. I I, I would assume that that would be the case. They'll do some... It'll but, be some but, but yeah, but now I don't know. Yeah, now I don't know who would play that, or if it'll be like a Muppet character or something. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Can I make a request? Oh yeah. In addition to providing us American Pie or American <laughs> Reunion updates, can you also provide us regular Smurf movie updates? Because I think a lot of people would really enjoy that. Sarah, I'll take that as an action item. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I can certainly do that. Bullet point added. Yep. Because I've been following that, that anyway, so it's not a problem. All right. That movie's going to be fantastic. <laughs> All right, I guess we should probably wrap this up soon. Um, we don't want to put you out too much, make you listen to anything that goes on too long. But, you know, the other night we watched uh, we watched two movies in one night. One of them was pretty good. We mm-hmm. watched the new animated Justice League movie. But then the rest of the evening is like just a red blur of rage and anger for me. <laughs> And I, I can't even remember what we watched, but I sort of vaguely oh, remember, it, remember it was not good. You can remember. If, you, if you can remember the hip hop song that went along with it. Oh, I can. I was actually I was reading about that song online today. <laughs> there was a site that was saying what a good song it was. Oh. Derailed. Derailed. <laughs> what did we watch the other night, boys? It was it was called Derailed, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, Justice League, uh, New Front. No, not New Frontier. Whatever. Crisis on, Crisis on Earth, on two Earths. On, in, uh, yeah, two Earths. Speaking so, of the Justice League, before you go into your tangent, TC, mm-hmm. why can't they ever get a good Batman voice? They can when they hire the real Batman, that Kevin yeah, Conroy or whatever his name is. He's the only guy that I've heard do Batman He's well. awesome. He's From really the good. the original animated series. But like, I watched a Justice yeah. League movie like a week ago called New Frontier, where Jeremy Sisto, the guy who plays in Law & Order, was the Batman voice, and it was terrible, and I don't remember who did this one. But uh, that Billy was your Baldwin. Boy, Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin, yeah. He was terrible. He was he was very bad. All I, I want is good voice acting. I don't know why. they. I, I understand yeah. that they want these movies, like, they, they don't want it to be like Batman the Animated Series. They sort of want to break away from that mold, because that show was like 15 years ago. But still, that guy is so freaking good. Instead of getting these guys and giving them one shot and letting them drop the ball, just hire him every time you're going to have Batman in your freaking animated movie. Not like when you hear his voice, you think, oh, well, they're obviously in the continuity period of Batman the Animated Series because they're using his voice. I mean, that's that's not what I would think. I mean, he's drawn differently in all the different movies. I don't think it's an issue, and I think that guy probably needs some work anyway, so... I don't know about that. Although well, I have loved who <laughs> they've gotten to play the Flash. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was one once, and I don't know who did it this time. I can't remember, but he was pretty. It was good. him again. Was it NPH again? What yeah. really? I think it was. He was See? he he was in the documentary. Oh. He's a busy guy. Also, the other uh, the other Patrick Stewart was in the film too, as the other Flash. If you remember that, not not, not Patrick the, Stewart, the negative Picard, Captain yeah. Picard. Really? really, that was him. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was wow. a, he was had last billing for the movie. That. Last, but billing. It, it, what, is, what is the guy called? Quick time or something? Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Quick, <laughs> Johnny Quick. Yeah, I think we can all agree that Owl Man <laughs> was the star of that <laughs> movie, though. Owl Man was sweet. <laughs> wow, that brought yeah, everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brought all, 
So I don't get. So yeah, Owlman so, was sweet. So yeah, the, the pluses of that movie were were very, very much Owlman. The minuses were very much Batman and his mm-hmm. inability to do anything. Oh yeah, yeah, the film. You're right. And then uh, I really like the action, but I, I am also kind of annoyed that they are going more and more towards this anime style and diverging away from from like uh, the. You know the old old school, yeah, old school uh, American drawings. I mean, even though it's, I I assume they send send a lot of this to Korea to fill in the, right. the major frames. It's still kind of offsetting to see it like that. Well, the good thing about the DC movies is that the next movie will be a totally different style. They they change it with each, like the one before that, which was Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. It was in the style of like a, the particular artist who drew that comic, Ed McGinnis. So this movie, the the art was kind of that way, but the next one yeah. will be different. They just mo- jump all over. But, but moving back to the CGI powered movie, Derailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd have to say I'd have to say uh, y- y- you know watching watching you, Brian, wa- watching that was 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 hell. I uh, it was more fun probably watching you watch it than than watching <laughs> the actual me, movie. He was he was seriously depressing me. <laughs> That's because instead of renting this movie, we couldn't rent it. So I, I, I dug out my wallet, and I actually bought this movie for us to watch. And how much did you pay? I paid 98 cents <laughs> for the DVD. Plus shipping. Plus shipping. So that's what, about five bucks? No, that's like, it was a total of three ninety seven. So it cost you less to <laughs> buy it than it did to rent it. <laughs> yeah, but now I gotta house that movie for the rest of my life because I put it in the trash can and you guys made me dig it out. <laughs> well, we didn't want you to make a Look, too hasty Brian, decision. That's art, and I can't allow the trashing of art. <laughs> I guess uh, one of you might be getting a special gift this year for Christmas. <laughs> I said he's probably gonna will it to me when he dies. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna wait that long. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah really. Well, I mean, I you know I I. I I always have an eye for this, the jump cuts and the crossfades during the course of the movie, and I kept mentioning that, but these guys just don't appreciate that kind <laughs> of film work. <laughs> I like the way in one of the action scenes they split the screen in half, showed us Von Damme <laughs> fighting on the left, the hero, the heroine fighting on the right, and then I couldn't follow either of them. I had no clue what was going on with either of them because well, I couldn't keep track. They were both terrible fight scenes as they well. They were. They were terrible. <laughs> Were you supposed to compare them and see which one was worse? No, it's just it was terrible because you have Von Damme who fights, you know, by spinning his body in a big circle and throwing kicks and stuff. But you put him on a train, so there's no room to do any of that. Yeah. And then all the fight scenes are just people pushing each other around and wrapping their legs around. I think in the in the documentary it said it was jiu-jitsu or something. Yeah, yeah and taekwondo. Unexciting to watch. And then, like... But it gave the, the gave the audience something new to look at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the trains were like, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> All the trains were like toy trains. Yep, and uh, and there was one scene where he jumped from one train to the other on a motorcycle. Yep. And I mean, and then he was able to shoot while while like leaning the bike to the side and still riding and shoot at the other guy from the and other train. The bike didn't fall over. No, the bike didn't fall he... over. But the, That's you know, impressive. The bad thing is nobody, unless you see it, can picture what that, like that scene looks so bad. Yeah, yeah. But you can't picture it And you can't it get it mind. with words. You can't let people know how cheap and terrible it looked. <laughs> and I wrote about this movie on our fan page. Point five stars. 
Point five stars. Point five pairs. Point five pairs of blue pants. First time I've went that low. I don't even know why, and I said in the in the write up, people even people will laugh at me for expecting more from a Von Damme movie, but damn it, Von Damme gave us maximum risk. He gave us what a double impact, time cop, time cop, blood sport, solid solid action movies, and then this was like horrible. All right, which one do you think was worse, this one or the one with the counterfeit jeans? <laughs> the one we didn't even finish The one we didn't couldn't even finish watching. Yeah. That is a tough one because we couldn't really say in all fairness because we did stop watching knockoffs. Do you think you would have been filled with as much However, rage and disappointment as you were the, with this Derailed as you were like. There's an addendum to the knockoff thing because we were both kind of sick at that time too. Yeah. So maybe if we were both feeling well, I had a terrible we cold. Suffered maybe through you it. would get sick if you watched the whole thing. That movie at least had a budget. I mean, they were doing all these weird. If you remember, weird camera work. Like camera yeah. work would go down a pipe it was, it was through a guy's shoe <laughs> and then out his gun barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they spent money on that, but just a little too clever. Huh? Yeah, there was no point to it. No, I'd rather watch. Um, I'd rather watch Derailed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least See, now Derailed that, didn't and have now that you, you didn't throw it away, so you can. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Man. We got to go get ready to watch um, the uh, Pacific anyway. <laughs> as a, as uh, do all our listeners. <laughs> that's right. Right. So we have a couple. Um, got to go find someone with HBO, I think. Yep. yep. We're going to crash at someone's house with a couple of uh, war veterans and watch that show. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we want to thank everyone who listened through all this nonsense. And remember to check out the fan site. Anything else we should tell them? I got no oh, announcements. Go around Anything you want to promote? You have a website you need to hype? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> go see Boondock Saints. Well, go rent it. Boondock Saints 2. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, excellent that's movie. what I mean. Um, Blue Zone fans, we have a couple scripts in that we're uh, looking through right now, and we're going to start making our next web film project very soon. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. I guess that's about it. So by now, there's some sort of probably a Depeche Mode song for Violator <laughs> playing, and um, that means it's time for us to go. So uh, as normal, I'll just go uh, cut. <laughs> you make the